If a 10 pound bag of shit could talk, this is what it would sound like. Hello, welcome to Douchebags. One microphone. I'm Mark. I'm Tover. Yes. So, welcome everybody. <laughs> We're so glad you're joining us. Yes, we are. We yep. do it for you. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry about that message I left at the first of uh, this podcasting one before, but it's true. <laughs> Including us. All done in the Christmas spirit. It's right, yes. If Santa was here right now, he'd say the same thing. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah. Including us. Especially so, us. Yes, especially us. Yeah. So, uh, well, I saw a fun thing today. Actually, it was fun, but kind of hurt my eyes at the same time. Donald Trump's new digital trading card. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> he never quits. He's, he's selling this as uh, an NFT, which is... Stands for non fungible token, token yeah. which is something that you know it, it basically means it doesn't change into something else, it's not used in making something else, it just has value because it is what's been, what it is. Yeah, um, and it only has value basically on NFTs, is what I found is it only has value if someone else wants it. Yeah, exactly. If um, not, it's not like uh, uh, resources. No, no. You know, they have a value, and, and yeah. it depends on the market. This is just solely if someone wants that shit that you have or not. Yeah, It's yeah. kind of like that old soap in the garage. Uh-huh, yeah. Someone may want it, someone may not. So. It's, it's another way to um, try to move to a type of currency that isn't tied to any government. I mean, that's what Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a, a form of currency that we can all use mm-hmm. and trade that's not tied to any government or any country's economy. Oh, by the way, we're at the city market. Yes, we are. Uh, home base. You'll hear birds. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, and you heard that god-awful screeching from that door that they needed oil yeah. just a second ago. But anyhow, go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, so Trump comes out with his NFT. It's a digital trading card. It's going to cost you 90 bucks to get it, and it basically looks like a, uh, if you've ever played Pokemon or Magic the Gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh, it's basically that format, <laughs> and Trump is drawn as a superhero, basically Superman, with his arms above he his head. He needs to have a little bit more of a sense of humor, <laughs> and, and like, have like a big orange toupee or something, yes. so people, people want to get it just because... Yes. You know, it's like, look at this. This is funny. Uh-huh. You know. Now, now, none of the proceeds go to any charity. This isn't to support any cause. It's just, just a money grab. It's just wow. the money just just goes right into his pocket. And stays I find there. that I find that really disappointing. Uh, well, we'll see who the stupid people are who buy these. Oh, yeah. Come on, <laughs> come on. I think we know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, but you're looking at that thing first thing in the morning, you're like, oh my god, this is probably how he sees himself. It probably is. And whether it's you're a Trump just... fan or not, yeah. this is pretty bad. I mean, this Look. is a pretty childish, stupid thing to do, is make a superhero trading card of yourself. 
BS. Uh, okay, here's the deal. Is, is I think Trump did some good stuff when he was president, and he did some bad stuff, just like all of them. Yeah, pretty okay? much. And like me and Chris, uh, Topher talked about before, I think we'd probably be about in the same position right now as if the, he got in or if uh, um, that soft-headed gum-bumping biting got in or something. Yeah. Okay, it's probably not going to, our life is probably not going to change that much over it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's more of a level around here of how we vote. That's how our life really changes. Yeah, And yeah. some of the idiots we have in office here, um, yeah, we could probably do a lot better. Yeah, yeah. But um, presidents really okay. have very limited power. They do. You know, they really don't, can't do a lot. They can suggest, they can request, they, they have can... executive order, but that's only on certain things. Yeah. So they, can, you know, they can sign other people's decisions into law. Yes. But not their own. Um, they can so, declare war. Yeah. That's one thing well, they no, do. they have to ask Congress for funding. To, no, they have to ask Congress to declare war and put Congress votes. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought yeah. they could solely. No, oh, no, okay. no. They cannot. The American president can't declare war. Um, they always edit that speech that FDR gave on December eighth, the day after Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Uh, the real speech said, "I have asked Congress to declare that a state of war." But they edited it to be declare that a state of war exists, so it makes it look like he's declaring so war. So there's really very little that a president can do. Yeah. So uh, I mean, they can get lucky and really like bad. through appointing Supreme Court justices that mm -hmm. can pay off somewhere down the road, like the recent Roe versus Wade thing did. Well, yeah, yeah. And but actual direct, you know, immediate influence, there's really not that a lot that a president does because there are, as they say, checks and balances. Yeah, and that's the way it's supposed to be, and that's the way yeah. it needs to be, and I wouldn't want it any other way. So, I mean, that's part of the beauty of our system and how come it still works. Yeah. is because one person can't have too much power, or they, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, anyway, boy, there's, where are we there's, going with it? Oh, okay. His problem is, is it's childish behavior. Yeah. That's been his problem. Like I said, um, the stuff that he done, a lot of it really wasn't that far out of the ordinary. It was the way he done it and what he said about it and how he acted. Yeah, yeah. The bully, I'm just going to do this, and I don't give a flying fuck what you think. And you know, that's not could, how you get anything done anymore. That could work to a limited degree in, in America. But, then people but start, when he gets on the international scene yeah. and leaders of other countries... Look at him and say, "Yeah, in four years you'll be out, but I'm here until I die. So I don't yeah. give a shit about what you're yeah, posturing." Like, and like China, why would China listen to him? They're like, "Look, man, we don't think you're going to win against that fucking old young bumper anyhow." So yeah, yeah. Him. Internationally, American presidents are seen as just placeholders. You know, if they don't and like they one, they just wait him out because he's going to be gone. They are. They are. Yeah. Because uh, the beauty of our system is also some of our weakness. Yeah. We can't come up with a 400-year plan like China. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. we can't even figure out four years around here. <laughs> yeah. But it's also part of the genius of our system, too. <laughs> you know, we're fluid like water. You know, we like over here, this level over there. I mean, it's just... But it's also part of the beauty of the system. As much as it can be yeah. irritating and a pain in the ass. And yeah. But there, as you say, there's a lack of generational projects. Like, you know, we're going to start this, and our great-great-grandchildren are going to finish it and enjoy the benefits of it. Yeah. That wouldn't happen today, but it used to happen all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's enormous structures and, and, and other examples of, of 
humans exerting their will over something for generations and keeping the, the project alive, I don't see that happening anymore. No, I don't think it's going to happen either. No. And, and the, the local level is kind of like this, okay? Kansas has sports betting. Missouri yes. has legal marijuana now, okay? Oh, that's true. Kansas that's true. doesn't want legal marijuana. Missouri does. Missouri doesn't want legal sports betting, at least right now. Yeah. And Kansas does. So, if you were that adamant against either one of those things, you can go to the other side of the state line <laughs> exactly. and support it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the beauty of the system. Yep. So... And even uh, even places where recreational marijuana is legal, there are towns and cities and, and other incorporated uh, entities that that can say we don't want it here, and they vote it out. Exactly. Uh, there's a town in uh, Nevada that, when Nevada went recreational, they said, "No, we don't want recreational marijuana here at all. We're not going to we're going to yeah. allow this and town." The people and that, that were, you know, it's yeah. their right. Yes. And if you don't like that, move out of that town. Exactly. If so you do like that, you can right move into there. that town. Keep that evil devil yeah. lettuce away from us. <laughs> in, uh, I, I saw Reaper Madness. I knew yes, what exactly. I saw it. In Colorado, the town of Colorado Springs only allows medical marijuana. Yeah, yeah. And they I have no dispensaries that, at all in town. None. They don't allow any dispensaries in town. You have to bring it in yourself, and, it's and funny, it has though, to be medical the, only. What I call the state line liquor stores. Yeah. In Oklahoma, certain parts of it, I used to uh, go to a then friend, but he's such a fucking nut now. <laughs> but anyhow, I won't even go into it. But anyhow, I used to go down to his lake house down there at Grand Lake of the Cherokees. Mm -hmm. So that was a dry county there, the one that they were living in. Yeah. So what did you have right on the corner of Missouri there? Right <laughs> on the state line, the liquor store. Yep. And that's what happens in Colorado Springs is you have the corner liquor stores, the yes. corner weed stores. Yeah, yeah, you can you can look at a map and you can see the dispensaries all around Colorado Springs as close as they can them, possibly yep. get to legally. Mm -hmm. um, or back in the day we used to uh, have to go to strip clubs in Kansas mm. because they allowed full contact with being nude in Missouri didn't. Yeah. So on the state line there, what was there? It was a full contact nude. Yep. Just go right across state line, and spend I, your money. I have been there so long, I don't know if the laws are the same or not or what now. Yeah, don't really is. care either. So, yeah. 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 I've, I've been to a couple of strip clubs in my life. Once, I Most went after... Most uh, kind of sad if you get to know. True. The first time, it was after band practice. I was in this band in uh, Independence. Um, you know, a bunch of the guys wanted to go, and I thought, eh, I've never been. I'll you know, see what not? it's like. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I didn't buy anything to drink. I didn't buy a lap dance or anything. But the most interesting, really the only thing I remember of the evening was some drunk guy who kept coming on to all the strippers, and they kept pushing him away and pushing him away. And finally, he followed one of them through the door that the strippers go through in the oh, backstage shit. area. Uh -huh. We never saw that guy again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a similar story. There's this one that I frequented um, over there uh, just south of Olathe. And uh, this back in the day. And me and some buddies used to go there quite a bit because they had great Greek specials mm -hmm. and new chicks. So it was fantastic at that time in my life. It was, yeah, it was why a, not? It was a go-to place, yeah. yeah. 
this guy got out of the movie like that, and he jumped up and grabbed the chick. Um, I forgot where. I don't know the ass or whatever. Yeah. And anyhow, there's stories that lead to the outside that you don't know about. Yes. <laughs> they yeah. get you out off the premises pretty quick. Well, the bouncer knew where it was. He grabbed that guy by the hair because he had kind of long hair. Uh-huh. And he had this mirror opened up, and all you could see was gravel. Oh. And he was out there. And, uh, I would say from the time he did that, he was out there in two seconds. Lying yeah. on the ground. Yeah, I've heard the expression, exit the building off his feet. He did, too. He did, too. I just got to see enough of him flying through the air and hitting the gravel. Yeah. And that was uh, it. But you'd never know that door was there. No, no. Uh, let's see. I imagine as soon as that door closed, there was somebody outside to finish the job. Probably, probably someone out there curb stopped him, and then they said, well, we don't know who that was. So yeah, he's know. just out here in this back alley. Hey, uh, he probably mouthed off to them, you know, so. Well, I should probably say the second time I was at a strip club, it was uh, my brother John's bachelor party. And I was the designated driver, so I spent most of the time driving back and forth between the club and the place where everyone was staying. But uh, I was there when the lights came on, you know, because some people wanted to stay until it closed. So when they closed and the lights came on, I was like, wow, darkness really is your friend. <laughs> of course, it is for me, too. I'm not, you know, I'm not yeah, yeah, saying yeah, I'm any right. hot stuff. So. Yeah. Well, what we throw out there, we usually absorb. Yes. I guess would be a good way to put it. Yeah. I, I look at my own face in the mirror every day. I, I know what I look like. <laughs> we add 10 or 20 percent to what we are. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm at least 20 percent uglier than I think Same I am when I look in the mirror. Yeah. yeah. Yep, so there goes that. My poor wife. <laughs> My poor wife. Uh, you know, when we would come down here to the city market and do these podcasts, we used to go uh, hop on these electric scooters and ride <laughs> around the area. Yes. That was a lot of fun for a while, but uh, the last time we got on, we were using the bird scooters. Mm-hmm. And, man, there you could not find... Anywhere to ride it that wasn't a dead zone. Every, every uh, business along the uh, streets in downtown Kansas City uh-huh. were no zones, red zones. Yep. And the way we knew that is we looked on our bird and it would have like a little red you know, cross like uh-huh. you can go there. So there's no way we could ride them. You have to push it like 35. Swimming in toxic masculinity and wiping their ass with politically correct wash rags. Two douchebags in a... Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Five yards or so to get to a clear area, then you could ride for maybe 10, 15 yards, and then quit again. Yeah. Because all these businesses have little devices in them that emit a signal that tell the scooter, quit working. Yes. Because you're too close to the snow zone. Yeah, it blocks the signal and yeah. you're there in so, the water. So, yeah, we, we suffered with them for about a half hour and then finally gave up. We're like this in the same yeah. script. So, in, imagine my surprise when I saw an article today about Bird. They are sending out bills to people who have ridden in the past. Uh-huh. And these bills are for, like, less than a dollar. The examples they gave is like 78 cents, 63 cents, 94 cents for rides they took maybe two, three Who years ago. Who does their accounting, the IRS? <laughs> it's like I start, the only reason that's I can I, come that's up IRS with, math right there. Yeah. 
I, I, I guess the only reason they don't just write this off is because they're going out of business and they need every penny they can get. Well, think about all the scooters you see that are just smashed all the fuck. Yeah, I or, see them just... I see a lot of these, especially bird scooters, dumped on the ground in... In, and you can tell by the way that it's dumped that somebody was pissed off. And they just smashed And just threw it to the ground and stomped off. Because they don't work anywhere. I mean, yep. it's it's a sucker. It's a sucker play to put your money in it anymore. Because there's nowhere you can ride it. Well, I mean, if you get far apps. enough away to get out of the exclusion zones, then you're too far away for it to work. And then the apps, too. The apps will tell you it's one scooter. Remember last time when we were at the Oh, corner? yeah. You're right. The app right. will tell you it's one scooter, but it's not. It, it, so then when you have to get off that one scooter and figure out what scooter it is, uh-huh. it charges you again. Uh-huh. It charges you like the base five bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we got ripped off before we even got on there. Because you're trying to find one with a good battery, yeah. but they're so close together it that it tells it you, tell yes, it. you're at this one. It's yeah. got a full battery, so you charge it up and it, oh, it wasn't this one. Yeah, it was like, that shit, one over I can't there. go anywhere, yeah. So yeah. then you have to click off of there and then go on the next one. Yeah. And when you go on the next one, there's a full battery. Guess what? They charge you another $5 base. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't feel bad for them, but we, I think it's funny they're going out. I think yeah. it's great. Good for them. They had yeah. a horrible business model, and they didn't deserve the, to survive. Yeah. It, it could have been done a lot better and a lot more fun. If I were to start a business like that, I would go into it knowing this is going to last two to five years maximum, exactly. then it's going to fall they apart. Didn't have an exit. They didn't have no, an exit you've got to have a, you've got to either, you know, sell it at its peak or when it starts to decline, shut it down and be able to move your inventory to somebody else who still thinks the business is going. I knew there's going to be problems because uh, I was doing that big job in Nashville several years ago. We didn't have birds or lions here yet. Yeah. And I remember I was watching the news one night, and uh, and, I think I was ordering in. It's like a tough day. A lot of, you know, just we had to be there a long time, and I was tired. So I was like ordering some fucking White Castle or something in. Yeah. And I was watching the news, just kind of sitting there, you know, spacing off. And they were already having huge problems with it. Someone was killed on one, on lower Broadway. They ran straight into one of those party buses. Oh. Yeah. So someone getting married. A bachelorette party fucking oh. smashed some woman to death and oh, all this man. and they're already talking about how they need to limit the speed and not have so many of them and all that I'm like thinking wow we don't even have them in Kansas City I wonder if we're going to get them and then I don't know maybe three months later we started getting them like oh shit mm-hmm. I knew it was going to end up like this yeah it's like the roller skating they used to have down on the plaza this is around oh god yeah it's around 1980 I remember uh-huh, sometime yeah. around there there was just a little kiosk just off the plaza and you could rent roller skates by the hour mm-hmm. and everybody was going and roller skating all over the plaza in the parking lots and the tennis courts and the oh, sidewalks and the streets and yeah so you couldn't get around anywhere there yeah. because there's people skating all around the cars and yeah. everything it's just a big fucking mess yeah but in retrospect I could I, I remember the skates they were all older used skates it looked like they'd been bought from a roller rink that went out of business so this was probably somebody's business idea. It's like, here's all these roller skates going super cheap. Let's buy them all, construct this cheap plywood stand, mm-hmm. rent them out night after night to the drunk asses who want to go roller skating on the plaza. And they just did that until the police made them stop. And they raked in a ton of money. 
and then they probably dumped the skates on somebody else. Yeah. Yep. I mean, what? A, and they knew it wasn't going to last, but they knew they could make a bunch of money in the meantime. That was pretty yeah, clever. They had a great business plan because they exited out, made their money, and then they weren't around. It. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they didn't become millionaires, but I don't think any more people think, oh, I'm going to become a multi-millionaire before it all collapses. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. No, so <laughs> Sometimes you, you you peak at a much lower number. Yeah. And if you can recognize it and fail. Well, it's just like these lawsuits where someone wins $60 million in air quotations. Oh, yeah. They don't. They don't. No. They settle on an amount that they do have, not the $60 million. Yeah. They go, well, look, you can check my bank records. You can check my what I own and everything. Yeah. And then what they do is they, uh, you know, they go, well, everything added together is, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, uh, four million. Yeah. So then they're like, going to well, be happy with you, that. Yeah, how much do you owe your uh, uh, lawyers? Okay, I owe them uh, three million. Okay, well, it looks like they're taking over millions. And even though the lawyers are probably supposed to get like half of that 60 million, they, to, they know it's never going to come. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to take half of what the settlement is. A lot of times they do it for notoriety. Yeah. In a case like that, they know they're not going to get nearly as much as they, you know, as people think. Yeah. But they want that notoriety. Like they're the lawyer that won. Um, um, let me think of a famous case, like the Gawker case with Hulk Hogan and all yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Or what about uh, that lawyer named Kardashian who oh, came yeah, yeah, to yeah, fame yeah, yeah, yeah. defending the, OJ, and then suddenly his daughters are the sluts of the week on TV. Yeah. He created his own hell there before he passed away. Yeah. You know, he treated them like, in my opinion, from what it looks like, he treated them like princesses, and they just thought that they were. Yeah. That's some advice I remember getting at a young age, is never date a woman whose father calls her princess, because mm-hmm. she believes every you'll word never of it. Live up, you'll never live up to that. Nope. And you'll always be prepared for it, because I had a situation like that. And if you're listening, you know who you are. <laughs> and I uh, ended up having to fucking dump her. Because yeah. it was too big of a pain in the ass. Her dad always had a critique, always had some sort of a problem with me. Yeah. And she always, well, my dad does this, my dad did that. And I ended up telling her, well, why don't you go ahead and date your dad? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, this shit here ain't working out. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lesson I learned way too late. I guess probably every never, guy went through that yeah. at one point or another, yeah. But the lesson I learned is, is never... Try to be what the other person wants you to be. Just be yourself. Be yourself because if that's if not you can't good handle enough, that, it's not going to work. Yeah, out. yeah. You know, yep. Do you want to play a role the rest of your life? Is it worth it? Mm, no. You know what? It's like this. I make awkward jokes at bad times. Mm-hmm. If you can't handle that, then uh, I'm not your guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not to say we don't compromise. You know, we no, both no, compromise all, all the time. time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we have consideration. We know there's a time and a place. Last night we're doing being fairly good, went out with the wives and had a little dinner, and yeah. Yeah, we are being fairly good, we were complying, yeah. although we did have our own little secret icky jokes and stuff that we did, <laughs> yeah. but we were basically pretty good. We kept it enough so nobody else heard it. Yeah, so we kept them fine. in the conversation too, instead of doing like we normally do, yeah. and you go, yeah, did you see that one guy fucking bag out of, oh god, yeah, oh he was sleeping, and... Ah, he's going to blow a snot rocket in that guy's food. I did teach Val about getting her food assed up because they got her steak back. Yeah, that's true. She sent her steak back. Actually, they insisted on taking her steak back. They did, and I enjoyed that. That was good. She goes, no, 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 it's not right, and we're going to take it back. 
Yeah, so, so they kudos, may not have asked kudos to the steakhouse. Yeah, they they uh, insisted on making it right, and they wound up the steak they brought back was even like twice as big as the I one she ordered. I know what it was. I looked at it like, I know what to do next time. Yeah. They bring on twice as big. They're so embarrassed. Like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Here, here. Uh, yeah, it's like go also, to go to a fan. slap the guy. It's okay. Yeah. Go to a fancy restaurant, eat a big meal. When they serve you coffee afterwards, just peel a band-aid off your finger, drop it in your drink, and say, Excuse me, we have a problem here. Who did this? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, free meal. Yeah. Oh, God, no. I've seen that done before when I was younger. Oh, yeah. I've, uh, I mean, they are... Oh, my God. You want to see people jump in the air? Yeah. And you look at them differently? Do something like that. Yeah. I, I remember a guy telling me he would take live cockroaches to a restaurant. No, I remember that too. And, yeah. and well, I couldn't mention some names. Then, like, most of the way through the meal, he'd toss them out onto the table and start screaming. So. <laughs> what a dick move. I know. He should have just been like, hey, uh, wait, come here. Uh, I want you to see this right here. Yeah. And then you downplay it. It's not a big deal. And if you downplay it, this is what one of my friends did. It's not that big a deal, but I, I, man, I, come on. No. And they're like, oh, my God, no, we're very sorry. We're very sorry. Hang yeah, on. Yeah, give them the opportunity to keep it quiet. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll give, give you just about cards, anything. Free food, everything. Yeah, they'll, they'll wash your car for yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> you got to be mild mannered about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I'll give you my first one. Yeah. Uh, okay, I guess so. One of one of my sons was eating you at this what? Chinese buffet in Grandview, and he you said he saw. Sneeze. I never did sneeze. I was going to sneeze hell? earlier. Wow. Uh, anyhow, go ahead. I got one in the bank apparently. Uh, yep. No, he my my uh, one of my sons Ryan. He was eating this Chinese buffet in uh, Grandview, mm -hmm. and uh, he was sitting at the table. And he and his friend looked up and saw a rat scampering across one of the <laughs> rafters. <laughs> the I know ceiling. what the thing it is. Is it on Blue Ridge? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I know what the thing is. Yep. No names, but anyone around this area knows what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, that's... And the thing is, is they're fairly expensive. They're just dirty as hell. Yeah. Well, I mean, go there if you want to build up your immune system. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, while we're on this subject, you have some unpleasant facts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I came across some good unpleasant facts. Um, this is along the same lines, trust me. Oh. Um, take a guess at what whales die of when they get old. What's their natural cause of death? Obesity. No, that, that wouldn't be so bad. But what it happens is they get too weak to surface and they drown. Oh, that's that's yeah, the natural cause of death oh for whales. So they have to keep surfacing for air, and eventually just they that. just get so old and tired they can't surface anymore. Just think if we were humans and you knew you were eventually going to just drown. Yeah. Like, let's say like you're, everyone's lungs fill up with water and you drown. Yeah. Oh. What a horrible way to go. <laughs> Oh, no wonder they act depressed. Yeah, that's why they find so many whale carcasses on the bottom of the oceans because they sink. You know, wow, they don't naturally float. So the ones that they push back, they're like, no, 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 I don't want to die that way. I, I want to die right here, you fuckers. <laughs> yeah. uh, another thing about whales, um, right now, uh, perfumes are mostly alcohol based, mm -hmm. um, and that's out of necessity. They had to streamline. Yeah, yeah. So like, what can cheap. we get? It's cheap, and yeah. It's, yeah. So you put the out, you put the scent on. The alcohol evaporates away and leaves the scent behind. Yeah. 
Um, before so that, basically they liquidize it yeah. that, and then when it evaporates, then they're yarn. Yeah. So go ahead. As I understand, that's how they used to make uh, magnetic recording tape. Is they put this slurry of magnetic particles and uh, something like ether or mm -hmm. formaldehyde, something that evaporates super quickly. That was the smell. So they spray it on, uh -huh. and then the chemical would evaporate, and all the particles would stay there. Anyone our age would know the smell of the tape. Yeah. Had yeah. a certain smell. That was the ether or formaldehyde that they put on. Yeah. yeah. They're starting to make cassette tapes again, but I'm sure they have a different process. It's not nearly so yeah, toxic. Yeah, they are. I read that uh, Aussie article uh, uh -huh. a couple of days ago now. Remember that? On, he released it, it on pocket. cassette. Yeah, on cassette. I'm yeah. like, wow. That's smart. Uh, well, Cheap Trick started that a few years ago. They were the first. Um, they were the first band ever to have a number one CD, photograph, cassette. And digital. Nice. Look it up. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. It and I never even heard the song yet. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, before before uh, perfumes were alcohol based, uh, they were based on a substance called ambergris. Um, now I'd heard the name before, but yeah. I didn't know what it was. You'll you'll hear the word ambergris in some older songs. Sometimes in Christmas songs, it's spelled a a m b e r g r i s. Yeah. Is how ambergris is spelled. I think it's. I, mean, I don't know what it means. It almost looked like ambergris or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. But uh, what what ambergris is? I mean, it's 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 like a lotion, and it's got a natural, very pleasant smell. It uh, it lasts a long time without preservatives or refrigeration. It takes other scents easily, etc. What it is is the mucus secretions of a whale. Mm -hmm. With a head cold. <laughs> if you've ever read the book Moby Dick, the uh -huh. original book, he talks about it in there. Uh, the head of the whale was uh, very rich in the oil that the whalers wanted for lamp oil, heating oil, cooking oil, etc., etc. Uh -huh. So they always talked about the head ton. You'd get about a ton of oil out of the head. Um... And whalers started noticing that certain whales had this uh, really good-smelling stuff inside their nasal passages. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't all of them, but occasionally. And that became a very popular item. They'd save it, they'd keep it separate, they'd sell it to perfume makers. But later, it was determined that the, the, the whale had to have a respiratory infection. And so that was all the mucusy snot, I'm sick in their noses <laughs> and that's what people were using for a perfume <laughs> sorry I just had a news flash that Jalen Hurts is going to be out several games because of a shoulder injury oh gosh so the Eagles are screwed already no kidding uh, anyhow go ahead with your stuff okay um <clears throat> what was next Alright, you've probably seen shows where they talk about yeah, climbing. Yeah, Red Dye, too. Oh, yeah, 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 the Red Dye. Uh, red Dye number two. You probably have seen that in ingredient lists. It used to things. be in food coloring. The yeah. Food coloring used to be Red Dye number two. It's very popular food coloring. And it had a very bitter taste to it, too. Yeah, and not everyone. I know why. Yeah, not everyone would, would taste the bitter taste, but you know, about 20% of the people could, could taste the I bitterness taste to some it, yeah. degree. I could, too. Um, it wasn't but, overwhelming. No. 
Unless it was like in the like a red velvet cake where you dump a whole shit ton in. Yeah, and, and then, then you, you, then you yeah, get that, that like, tang. It was like biting into like copper metal or yeah, something. Yeah, which I never really. Yeah. I didn't like red velvet cake like that. I like red velvet cake, but not when it had too much red dye in it. Yeah. I don't know why. I didn't know. The red dye number two was made from the abdomen, you know, the, the back end part of a certain beetle that lived in South America. <laughs> so they captured the beetle, cut off its, its ass, basically, <laughs> dry it, powder it, and even that was red dye number two. It was red dye number two. Wow. So if you've eaten red M&Ms, you had red dye number two. You yeah. eat bug ass. I don't think so. I think they've found a way to synthesize it now so, so that they don't have to actually go out. When we were children. Right. Wow. But, you know, smart manufacturing is, you know, hey, we found this substance in nature. How do we recreate it in the lab? Exactly. Because they don't want to have to keep going to nature and having to get it. Yeah. Because, because you streamline it and it's like, mm -hmm. okay, we're going to make this right here. Yeah. And then we're gonna and then right next door is the candy place right there, so we're gonna yeah. send it there. Yeah. Oh let's see. You've seen shows about Mount Everest and people climbing Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. There are over two hundred frozen corpses on the way up to Mount Everest. That does not surprise me actually. What's I don't believe it. What surprises me is when people die up there, they don't bring them down. No, they it's leave too them dangerous. There. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and most of the climbers, you know, they probably would rather just stay there on the mountain. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, but when you're climbing up at the top, you can see them. You see I these corpses that. and bodies, you know, arms sticking up, you know, here's a leg here, a frozen skull there. Yeah. Oh, wow. You see dead people all the way climbing now, up, and then you the see top, the dead though, people all the way down. Does it ever get warm enough to, for the bodies to decay? No. No, they just dry out like a... Like, yeah, mummified, Yeah, kind of like freeze-dried. Yeah. Um, and then, and they also, also, there's a crap ton of litter up there. People go up there and they have a snack or they take a picture, you know, they throw wrappers down, they, they, you know, whatever stuff they can shed. Yeah, the whole top of Everest is just covered in litter. It just looks like a junkyard. Anywhere you go, trample it and yeah. fuck it up. It's just a yeah. Yeah. Oh. So then I found some other interesting things about corpses. Uh, the original Poltergeist movie in 1982, was it? Somewhere around there. Craig T. Nelson. Um, What's her name? Joe Beth Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Was the female lead. Yep. Um, there's a scene there where someone falls into the swimming pool and it's full of corpses because the house was built on a graveyard. Spoiler, sorry. Um... Yeah, if you haven't watched it by now, you're probably not going to, yeah. but anyhow, if, but, if he spoiled it, I think it's funny. Yeah. All those corpses that you see in the swimming pool scene, real corpses. Absolutely real. That's just like the House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, um, 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 Zombie. Rob, Rob yeah, Zombie's, Rob Zombie's movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, those were real cadavers, too, mm -hmm. because yeah. I remember that big article that, that he... Had to go through all this uh, stuff to get the cadavers from uh -huh. that uh, university. Uh -huh. Yeah, anyhow, go ahead, yeah. Well, it turns out that when they were making the movie, uh, they discovered that using real skeletons and then, you know, draping them up with clothes and, you know, fake rotting flesh was much cheaper than manufacturing or buying fake skeletons. <laughs> it was cheaper to just, you know, 
order a, a, a human skeleton from a medical supply house and it's already put together and wired up and all that. that was cheaper than buying a fake one never thought so about they use that. real ones that is something you would never think about yeah. unless you were in that type of an industry you know who else used real corpses who? pirates of the caribbean ride in disneyland didn't know that real corpses they have since replaced them my asshole board game and guess whose discharge kit comes. Two douch bags and a microphone action figures. Each action figure comes with three free mullets, a bag of flaming hot Cheetos and a box of antibiotics. Collect both and watch your neighbors move. Act now and get a free at home tank piercing kit. That's right free, free tank, tank piercing, piercing kit. New from Gisbro. But when it opened, and for many, many years, when you went through that ride, those were real dead people you were looking at. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is. Because it was cheaper. <laughs> How fucked is that? It's, it's just bizarre. Mommy, mommy, look at that. That's a dead person. No, it isn't, Sally. Shut up. Uh, what, I had one more thing about uh, uh, bodies. Let me see if I can remember. Anyway, uh, another unpleasant fact. You know that coffee mug that you keep, that you you, know, you keep around. You always your favorite mug. You, mm -hmm. you, you don't necessarily one. wash it all the time. Maybe it's your office Mine's coffee my mug. Big gaudy Texas yeah. mug. Uh, twenty percent likely that it's covered in fecal material because it's just in the air everywhere. Especially if you're at the office. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much one in five chance that uh, you're getting the good old fecal oral transfer of bacteria every oh. time you use that mug. No wonder people get the shits all yeah. the time. Wow. Did you know that your cell phone is five times dirtier and bacteria laden than a toilet seat? Yes, I actually did know that. Your own cell phone that you stick up to your face. Well, there's a big thing yeah. going on right now, and I've got it here. I may go into it, I may not. We'll see. It's kind of like an ancillary story, but how people are hurting their digestive system by being on the pot too long. Oh, yeah. Because they have their phones with them. And they start watching uh, TikTok or YouTube, and they're on there for two hours. That whole time, they're straining, trying to get another one out, and it's fucking up their whole digestive tract. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And... Anyhow, I mean, I may not read it now just because that's basically the story. Okay. <laughs> so anyhow, but, well, what, I mean, what does that happen there? What just, was that a little bird? Dropped no, a grape it, on you. A bird dropped a grape on us. Poor birds. Probably fought real hard for that grape. Here. 
<laughs> awesome out there. Yeah. Oh, Whoa, there they go. Yep, they <laughs> the grape is gone now. Okay, yeah. we've done our good deed. <laughs> that was actually kind of funny. You yeah. Brought a smile to my face. Funny. Okay. Did you know that there are one million ants for every human being on the planet? I can see that. Wow. I mean, it sounds crazy. Yeah. I can see that because think of it. At, during the summer, you just walk up, and there you are. Yeah. And then there's probably hundreds of thousands of ants. Yeah. I mean, there's so many you couldn't even. I mean, it'd take you like a, a year to count them all. Mm. They're and small, and they're all over the place. Plus, there are large areas of the planet where there are very few humans, but there's billions of ants. <laughs> You ever watch Naked and Afraid? You'll see ants. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, last night uh, uh, after the game, I still wound up. I watched uh, Monday Night Football. Uh-huh. And, yeah, it's like one of those deals where I had a coffee a little bit too late to watch the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And anyhow, I turned on Naked and Afraid, and I'm like, you know, man, that thing is fucked. Yeah. yeah, but I believe, yeah. I still think Well, they really showed, like, the people have all these fucking bites, bugs, bites, lumps, oh, and lumps oh, everywhere. This one contestant was saying, uh, they talked to her after the show, and she said, uh, you know, the mosquitoes were just destroying us, so we tried smearing mud all over us, and that stopped the mosquitoes, but the mud attracted the biting flies and, oh. and other things, and fleas and other things, so she said, no matter what you did, you're going to get destroyed by insects. Mm -hmm. You just are. Wow. Ugh. There was a, a tribe of Native Americans, I think, in the Florida area. The, I think they started with K. I can't remember the name of it. But uh, they used a, uh, a kind of rancid uh, alligator grease and smeared it all over themselves to repel mosquitoes. Mm -hmm. And it made them stink to high heaven. But, you know, everyone did it, so they all got used to it. But it kept the mosquitoes off. So when outsiders would come, it's like, Whoa, you people really stink! It's like, well, you people aren't getting bit by mosquitoes now, yeah, are you? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, go ahead, whatever. Uh, okay, one more thing about corpses. Okay. In uh, Among the top ten places for people to scatter the ashes of their loved ones, uh -huh. Disneyland. When you go to Disneyland, there's a lot of dead people dust there. Didn't know that. You look in the crowd... That. There's probably at least a thousand people there scattering ashes of a loved one. People will come from other countries to do it. I kind of don't want to go to Disneyland anymore. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I haven't wanted to in a long time. But yeah, now I can guarantee you uh, I don't want to. Wow. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? I've I, I misplaced my list of, this, of uh, unpleasant facts. So I'm having to come up you from memory, and you know, my memory is just not all that great. Well, well you look for that, do you want me to go into the filthy bean and get pack number two that I received? You had number one, I had number two. Well, I, have, I remember one more. No, go ahead. Um, in 44 out of the 50 states in America, mm -hmm. there is no minimum age for marriage. As long as there's parental consent, you can marry off newborns. Wow. In 44 out of the 50 states. That's 88%. Wow. And now I know in some cultures there is a, uh, a cultural or some 
some groups there's a cultural significance to marrying children at the age of like 10 or 12, you know, before puberty. And they have the wedding ceremony and everything, and then the children going go back and leading separate lives with their own families, yeah. and not until they get to the age of 18 or 19, they're brought back together to start living as a married couple. So it's not like, you know, marrying off a 12-year-old and a 90-year-old, although that is perfectly legal in most states, as long as the parents say it's okay. But wow. 44 states, you can marry your kid off at any age. It doesn't seem like the number would be that high. Though. I know. And think of the amount of times that can be abused for human trafficking. You can literally sell your child. Oh, I bet it happens you know, all the time. Here's my six-year-old daughter, you know, and uh, if you want to pretend you're married, you're give me ten grand, and I'll say that I'm giving permission you know, for you to marry. That, you and know, then you've just bought a child. During the day, you probably see three or four examples of uh, trafficking that you have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Because it just looks so normal. Yeah, it does. Like, a lot of it looks like a dad-daughter deal, you know. It's coming, mm-hmm. oh, look at them. Oh, isn't that cute that you look alike? Nope, actually, it was mm-hmm. probably, you know, yeah. not probably, but a chance that it could be human trafficking. Yeah. It, it, or you debate. see that couple with, uh, with some uh, a kid like figure there from a different origin. We don't know that. They may not have adopted them. Maybe it's trafficking. Yeah, maybe know. they bought that child. Yeah. First thing when you see like the old white guy and the young Hispanic or Asian woman, you're like, ah, male order bride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyways, so that's kind of fun. Wow. Um, I'm gonna skip over the ones about the pee in the swimming pool. This has kind of nasty. Uh, and everybody kind of knows anyway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <clears throat> Astronaut Buzz Aldrin, who went up with Neil Armstrong, yep. he said uh, he wasn't the first man to walk on the moon, because that was Neil Armstrong, but he was the first man to piss his pants on the moon. Oh, <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Can you think about it? When you're in those big astronaut suits and you got to pee, you can't just, you know, walk back to the capsule and undress and everything. No, it's designed for you to pee in your suit. Wow. It really is designed, you know, I, I don't know if you should take a crap in there, but, yeah, probably uh, not. Oh. <laughs> but you, know, you just be standing there and just let go in zero G. <laughs> and, you know, maybe they wanted him to, it's like, how do people urinate in lower ground? We, we need to experiment They probably on this, had so. a study on that anyhow. And go up there and piss as much as possible. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, so I'm kind of out of unpleasant facts for now but you know, we'll have more for the next podcast right? yeah yeah so, so gift pack number two yeah, I'm just gonna, number yeah two this is this was your deal to gift pack yeah yeah we opened up yours well uh, well kind of we we're at sky's lounge but yeah uh, yeah we opened it up prior and looked through it and yeah i wrote down and mm-hmm. what it was so same thing here i don't have it actually here at the city market but filthy bean the filthy bean you guys know it. look it up the filthy bean yeah in nashville tennessee you know it's great great coffee house yeah. it looks like a giant terrarium banana trees uh, it's, it's real nice that and there you, are there are iguanas in there and you know you think it would be like really humid and oppressive but it's not it's, it's just not. very pleasant it's very pleasant place. yeah and it smelled great mm-hmm. it was nice Rick's a really cool guy. He's always out and about talking to people. Um, kind of like he owns the place. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe he does. <laughs> he does. Uh, but anyhow, you can go there and you can actually uh, go to the two douchebags and microphone um, uh, 
actual booth. booth. The yeah. actual booth. Yeah. So anyhow, ask him when you're in there, ask for Rick, or you'll see him walking around and say, hey, I want to have a picture the two douchebags in a microphone now. Yeah. Booth. Now, so, now, full disclosure, we were at a table, too, but yeah. they moved the tables around. So we can't so, prove what table we were at. Yeah, so we went and sat in the booth for a while and did some of the podcasts there just so we'd have a permanent place. So yeah. Y'all can get, go there and take your Rick selfies. We'll gladly take you there and take a picture of you there. Yeah. You yeah. can put your asses where our asses were. That's right. What an honor, huh? <laughs> so, all that Like that's said, a thing to expire to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Filthy Bean, great place. He's having a lot of internet business yeah. because of us. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you very much. Looking forward to sampling all these coffees. Oh, I know. Yeah, we'll have a report on these coffees, too. Okay. Yeah. So, the first one is gift pack number two of the Filthy Bean, North American, uh, North African blend of two different beans harvested from a very fertile growing area. One 18-ounce bag. So, a North African blend. Yep. Where is... Ethiopia is in North Africa. I yeah, and I didn't think that was a very fertile coffee growing area, but I found out they do grow coffee. Yeah, they do, and, and I, I bring that up because that's one of the few coffees that I really kind of don't care for. This, um, I've had some really good Ethiopian coffee, yeah. but I've also had some that I really didn't like. Rick, so. Rick guaranteed that this is a phenomenal blend that will make you view coffee differently. Well, that's true. Uh, what I've had is is like Ethiopian single varieties. They haven't been blends. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so. I think that's why he did it like that. Is because it probably was the taste of it. Yeah. He said that like some of the ground over there is uh, uh, leaves for a harsher bean taste. Yeah, I, I think they grow a lot in do they grow in volcanic soil? I think in Hawaii, well, the, think the, the Hawaiian Hawaii, coffees yeah. grow in well, Hawaii's volcano, I, I so it is volcanic soil. <laughs> Wherever this is in northern Africa, yeah. I never did find out exactly what country it was yeah, in. Yeah, so. it doesn't matter. Uh, anyhow, one 18-ounce bag of cinnamon and nutmeg coffee. Mm. Oh, that's a good combo. Yeah, he said it's just phenomenal. Yeah. So, one 18-ounce bag of Dutch chocolate and artisan coffees from Peru. Oh. Now, the artisan coffees are hand-picked. Yeah. They go through the beans and they look through the Selectable uh, patches. Yeah, small batches, yeah. And they literally go through and go, that bean doesn't look good. They smell them. They feel them. I was just thinking Dutch chocolate. I think they, I think what they're referring to, you know, because I've heard of Swiss chocolate and, mm-hmm. and German chocolate. I think what they're talking about is the Dutch method of harvesting the cocoa. I think you're right. I've so, heard of that before. Because, you know, the Dutch live in Northern Europe and... There is a lot of coffee, and, I mean, a lot of pastry and candy there and chocolate is, yes. making up there, but I think it's referring to the Dutch method. I am remembering an old uh, uh, Alton Brown cooking show where he was talking about the Dutch method, uh-huh. and he said most of the cocoa powder you get is Dutch Dutch type, yeah. so I think that's what he's referring to. Yeah. Yep. So that'll be the coffee taste you, you're familiar with and what you know, so that's good. Okay, uh, one 12-ounce bag of dehydrated toasted marshmallows for toppings on coffee or hot chocolate. Oh, cool. And uh, the thing is, is, he said that some of them are like um, the um, marshmallows dehydrated out of a... It's not the same. You can do the same. Uh-huh. But out of Lucky Charms. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. They're different flavors and really strong flavors. Oh, and they're so dehydrated. cool. He said what it is is they look like rice. Uh-huh. And then when you throw them in there, they poop up in them like little different uh, cool, you know, little stars or whatever. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. 
good for the presentation. Well, it's a new way of doing it, of dehydrating it. And in this 12-ounce bag, he said, you probably got, like, I don't know, 300 cups. Oh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's really worth it right there. Oh, yeah. One XL Filthy Bean Long Sleeve Hoodie. Oh, nice. Yeah, it, it's tough. I looked it up. It is tough. I mean, it's cool. It's got their, you know, their logo that they have out front uh-huh. and a giant bean on it. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Two $10 gift certificates for any in-house drink or food, including bar drinks. Oh, that's right. They were getting their liquor yeah. license so they can start serving alcohol. Yeah, so too. I guess it's in full bloom. Nice. By the time people open it up, they can use the gift yeah. cards. Yes. And it's all gift wrapped in box. The gift wrapped is beautiful. Yeah, they did a good job with that. The Santa they have on there is more of like a St. Christopher Santa. Really mm-hmm. old school. I mean, really cool detail on his face. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I like so, the Santas that wear the, like the... The more traditional greenish colored, more forest-looking garb. Um, I'll have to look this up, but as far as I know, Santa Claus really didn't start wearing red until Coca-Cola used him in an ad. Yes. And Coca-Cola's colors are red and white, so they changed Santa's outfit mm-hmm. to be the Coca-Cola colors. Yeah. And then everyone just followed along because the ads were so prevalent. Yeah. But, I mean, we're still looking at a red Santa Claus today. It's a Coca-Cola Santa. It's not the real one. The real one, I think, wore green and had, like, you know, birds and, and little evergreen branches in his clothing. And, and also, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, let's see, I think he said the gift packs around $50. Which is that, a hell of a deal. That's a really good deal. Yeah. Those are some big bags of coffee, too. Yeah, get online, look at the filthy beans. Yeah, wow. I think I think he's really going to sell a lot of those at that price. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be a great gift idea. Filthy beans, they'll take you right to it. Yep, yeah. yeah. So good. Good gift idea. Yeah, it's a great gift idea. Um, you know Santa, right? Okay. Good friends. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. owes me 20 bucks. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, he wouldn't come around my part of town. People took no. pot shots at him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's not a musician either. No, no. this guy doesn't know any tunes. No, no, no. You know, that I popped up on you. my feed yesterday, yes, this morning. Yes, of course it did. <laughs> we talked about, last night we talked about Cheech and Chong and their uh, Santa Claus skit. Talking about what I miss about KY102. Yeah. being one of the coolest stations ever. Yeah. The old DJs and, yeah. the, and the voice guys and everything they use is just so classic. Yeah. It built America, really, that type of station built America. It, it built a real so, love for, for popular music. Yeah, it, it I really mean, did. It, it was really a part of your life and like a friend. But of so course, we were talking about how they used to play Cheech and Chong Christmas. Yeah. All the time. It was great. We loved it. And of course, since we talked about it last night, our phones were spying on us, and it yeah. pops up in my Facebook feed today. So. Which is cool. <laughs> Twice. Which is cool, but yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> Someone's making money off of it. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't pop up there. Isn't that so, funny? A rock and roll station, they used to play comedy skits, because I remember hearing uh, Steve Martin skits played on 102. Well, I would love to know some more of the history. Perhaps I can maybe look it up, but yeah. I think that they invented the modern day type of morning show. And well, not was, nowadays. Nowadays yeah. is bullshit, pretty much. But, but maybe it was partly by accident. They were consuming a boatload of weed during the 70s when the station was super popular. Yeah. And, you know, you want to hear a comedy, 
<laughs> every once in a while while you're stoned. <laughs> so they yeah. put on Steve Martin, Bill Cosby. Uh, oh, yeah, they used to do that. Uh, they put on some George Carlin occasionally. Not much of it because they're not. They used to do a lot of it. Yeah. Rich Little, who was yeah. a good impersonator. I mean, these are, these are comedy uh, icons that, uh, I know, the comedians today probably don't draw from, from but the generation in between did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And anyhow, I, I could like to know, and maybe they copied off a bigger station. Maybe they were looking at MLS yeah. over in Chicago, and they were doing that. I don't know. That'd be the smart thing to do is keep an eye on your competition and see what's working for them and then adapt it to yours. I remember, I think I spoke about this on another podcast, but I used to listen to MLS at night because 890, 89, or whatever it is, 890. That our local station, whatever is close to that, had to turn the power down. Yeah. And WLS got to turn the power up because it was a clear channel. Yeah. So in other words, back a long time ago, they oh, needed to very does. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, anyhow, was that your ring or mine? Felt like mine. Okay. Well, the door guy's supposed to come over today. Yeah, it was yours. Anyhow, okay. So. Um, Okay, uh, Clear channels. Oh, okay. So at night, I got to listen to this station from Big Bad Chicago, WLS, a uh-huh. very famous station, great station, but it was an AM one back then, not the FM one. I mean, the FM one, I don't know if it was even around yet. But and back then, you could get away with, with an AM station a lot more because car radios didn't nearly sound as good as they, they did now, yeah, so they, no one could tell the difference between AM and FM as much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So they got to turn it up, so I listened to it at night in Cleveland, Missouri, the little town I grew up uh, part of my life in, and didn't yeah. enjoy. <laughs> so I would be listening to that in the garage, fucking around, I'd do a lot of a lot of shit on the walls and just stuff because I've always kind of been artsy and always enjoyed cars. <coughs> and uh, anyhow, I drew murals and shit and listened to w- WLS. And they'd always have, they're always about two weeks ahead of KY. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'd hear these songs. They'd come around here and some go, hey, you hear that new song? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, a long time ago. And they'd look at me like I was a liar. Uh, yeah, I never even thought about it. But yeah, they, they're like this song. They just they just introduced it today, and I'm like, no, it's been around a couple of weeks. Yeah, so yeah. I ran into that. <coughs> excuse me, I swallowed sure. a bug. Um, I ran into that phenomenon. Uh, it's a red dye bug. Uh, oh no, no, that's South America. Yeah, so, but it does taste bitter. Uh, you yeah. know what? It's a relative. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, go ahead. Um, when in the mid 70s, 1970s. Um, I lived in Raymore, Missouri, mm-hmm. instead of Kansas City. Um, um, it's the opposite of the other side of town. There's a way less. Yes. Yeah. yeah this was Raymore. Yeah. yeah. So one <laughs> on the south side, one on the north side is way less. Anyhow, go ahead. Um, you know, Raymore right now is it's it's huge. It's what they used to call a bedroom community, mm-hmm. where there's lots of housing and lots of shops, it but very little manufacturing. Yeah. You know, people live there and shop there, and then they drive somewhere else to go mm-hmm. do their jobs. So bedroom. Community. But at the time, Raymore, I think, literally had only one or two stoplights. Yeah. And that was actually not that long ago. No, it wasn't. And uh, there was uh, uh, a very small area of city limits, and then everything in the surrounding area was farms, horse oh, farms, I cattle. I know, and think about where Lee Summit was back then. Lee Summit's almost two Raymore now. Yeah. Back then, it was like 
way away. And when mean, you were in Rainbow, you were a long way from everywhere. Yeah. And it was all gravel roads. Peculiar so. has already met it. Belton has met it. And yeah. Lee Summit is just a couple of miles yeah. away from it. It's crazy. But back so in the out. 70s, I was really felt isolated out there. And, you should uh, have. Yeah. Like I did in Cleveland. Because um, basically, Raymore is a little bit bigger town and had a little bit more resources, more than like one store like we did when we were growing up. You know, yeah. One gas station store. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a little bit bigger than that. But we were isolated out yeah. there. Well, I would, County, south of uh, Jackson County, where uh, yeah. Kansas City proper is. Anyhow, go ahead. I, uh, I had okay, some friends. Okay, so it's 11 working patrols out there. Ah, okay. Um, I had still had friends that lived uh, more towards um, Kansas City proper. Um, mm -hmm. This is the Hickman Mills district. Uh, it's not really much of a school district now, but it's, uh, yeah. Uh, but no it was. Man's land now. But it was you know it was within Kansas City city limits, etc. Right but when I would call and talk to my friends, they would be talking about. Um, well, I mean, we'd get the same TV shows and the same you know, music radio stations, etc., but some of the slang they used mm -hmm. was different than I'd heard. And then I noticed about two or three weeks later, it would show up at my high school in, in Raymore. Uh -huh. So there was, it, it was, what, about 20 miles physical distance? You know, I remember that, too. That's so interesting. Yeah. But, you because know, no, no personal computers, no, no cell phones, no internet, no no social media at all. If you wanted to communicate, you wrote a letter or you made a phone call. Well, like that was term, it. That was the, the only way you communicate. Spleef. Yeah. I want to, right? Uh-huh. I remember hearing that in Grandview because I worked near Grandview. And I, everybody I worked with I lived in Grandview and I hung out in Grandview. I heard the term spleef and then, like, I don't know, a month or two later, I heard it in Cleveland. I knew what it was. No one else did. You know? I noticed that, too. I would hear words, and then they'd start showing up. and, and uh, Jonesing was another one. Yeah. I remember going, oh, yeah, he's over there jonesing. And I'm like, what the fuck and then, does that uh, mean? I found out what it meant. In know? my generation, there was, uh, instead of saying something was, was lame or stupid, you'd say, that's so, uh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I and I, that one struck me. Excuse me. Struck me as odd the first time I heard it talking to one of my friends from back where I used to live, and then it started showing up in Rainbow. I was like, I can say that one too. So I, I started trying to be on the forefront of some of that stuff. I believe that I did that too because I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let this go to waste. Yeah. You, know, you got an advantage. Is I know the I know the hip slang now. Yeah. yeah. I'm 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 a couple weeks ahead of rest of you cowpokes out here in Rainbow. I, I also kind of realized this too though is. A lot of people wouldn't accept it until it generally people started saying it for. Yeah. So if I went over there and said spleef, they'd look at me like I was an idiot. But then a week later, they'd, they'd go, oh, yeah. Yeah, but I never get credit for it. Uh, like, no. yeah, I told you about it. No, you didn't. Yeah. yeah. But they, they were assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Probably bigging. Yeah. But that was, yeah, that's, culture took a lot longer to spread. Yes. When we were, you know, teens. Well, now, I mean, so, you know, I mean, it's just like, uh, let's see, last podcast, we looked up the term of the year. Yeah, goblin, goblin mode. mode. Yeah. How long would that take him to got to us at the... A year, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next year, we'd be going goblin mode, and they'd be like, well, so I remember. I remember hearing that people would, would, would say routinely that the middle of the country was about six months behind either coast, culturally. I say not anymore, but now it is. I mean, or back then it was. Yeah, back least, then it was, yeah. At least. 
because the the coasts tended to communicate with each other. People would fly back and forth between the huge and populated cities of the Northeast, and then all the California cities. And but there was the rest not of the a country. Effort, but there was an effort to try to yeah. put a sin on anybody. Yeah. Either, you know? I mean, even Chicago. You know, big giant city like Chicago, Chicago or Atlanta. They never viewed themselves they as were, the Midwest, even though no. they say they did. Now yeah. they're bad. They they want to be in a northeastern, but uh, yeah. but even yeah even those places Chicago and Atlanta they they were behind mm-hmm. by several months yeah. and then Kansas City boy you know we were a lot smaller back then there in the was 70s. a lot more traffic going into Chicago or even Detroit which technically mm-hmm. is kind of the East Coast but not but there's a lot more traffic going into there mm-hmm. than it was net here so they got these terms before us yeah. and then. We're lucky if we got some of the bleed over from Chicago to kind of let us in on it. So, yeah. you know, because well, we were always Chicago's little brother. Yeah. You know, it started with a lot of the stuff that used to go on with the, with the uh, uh, organized crime. Yeah, I was going like to say that, that organized crime-wise, we were kind of under Chicago's purview. Even though we were probably more prolific on it. Yeah. But still, you know, the same people were the same people down here that were doing business there. Just some of them were living here and some of them were living there, but yeah. they all kind of reported and kicked up to a lot of Chicago. Yeah. I found it odd to, to learn that the New Orleans mafia oh, boss yeah. was over Dallas. Mm-hmm. Dallas didn't have its own family. It's weird how that stuff all yeah. How did Savella do so well over in Vegas for so long? Yeah. How did that happen? Um, what it is, is I have my own theory, and I have to look at it, but I think it's well, plants that people in, in started the, up. In the younger days, both Nick Savella and uh, um, Carl Savella um, knew uh, Meyer Berman, mm-hmm. and his sister was considered the queen of Las Vegas Mafia. Because yeah, she yeah. was in with Meyer Lansky mm-hmm. and um, I forget the other guy. But, you know, she was in with the royalty of Vegas. Well, you can look up Goodfellas and other yeah. movies like that. They chronologically have yeah. a lot of this. So, so yeah. the Savellas, a member of their crew, were hooked into Vegas from, like, the 30s. Mm-hmm. So, unless they lost those contacts... You know, they yeah. uh, they maintained those Vegas contacts. Well, and they then probably still had a great deal of control over them. Yeah. They put them into power there, per se, and they're like, you know, now you're kicking up dust. Yeah. Because that's where that whole system worked was, you start down there and give everything away, but then you start getting in the middle and everyone starts giving to you. Yeah. So. Now, Meyer, Meyer Berman was one of the guys in the car of uh, robbers that killed my grandfather. Yes. Along with right. Carl Savelli. We, we are going to do a report on yeah. that. I want to yeah. do a big expose on that. And then a lot of the other things. But before all this happens, I want you to look up Black Hand Straw Man, the movie oh, that yeah. I told you about. Yeah. It is a locally produced documentary about the whole organized crime syndicate of Kansas City. That would be fascinating. Yeah, and all over the kinds of stuff. Harry yeah. Truman's connection and how we got an office. I've um, learned that the union president... The, the boss, Boss Tom, put him in, basically. The, the longtime president of my letter carrier's union was mm-hmm. mobbed up. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. I wouldn't anyway, expect anything else. But, so. you know, I know you're in the middle of something. But I've, I've got a tangent we could go into about uh, uh, internet connection in rural areas. Okay, we can do that. Uh, first, let's lighten things up here a little okay. bit. Okay. 
we um, tend to give Santa certain things. We think Santa needs certain things, right? Oh, yeah. We leave out cookies and milk yeah, generally. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're like pretty much, uh, you know, we're pretty vanilla on what we leave Santa. Yeah, generally pretty nice things. You want to yeah, you yeah. please you know, I, I view Santa a little bit differently. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, here we are. Here's what we leave from Santa generally, right? Yeah. I think this is good, but I don't think we get in touch with Santa really needs. So, mm. here I am to fill the void. Because that's what that's what we do with it. That's what she said. Yes, we give. Yes, we give. We give here at the microphone. It's in our name. You can just listen to names like those guys give. Yes, we're 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 practically teddy bears. Yes, we are. Come on, big internet hugs. Anyhow, so we leave for Santa stuff like this, cookies and milk. Well. He's borderline diabetic, obese, and a blood sugar count in the thousands. So oh, why do we do that? That's we're right. We're just killing the guy. We're enabling his eating disorder. Yes. Oh, my God. We're I such bad people. His medical records, it's not fucking pretty. Yeah. That big, fat, fucking bastard, he's about, he's, he's about a quarter inch from fucking going into diabetic shock every Christmas. Because he can't help himself. He gets down there and there's a batch of chocolate chip cookies and some milk. Yeah. And that fat fucker is gobbling him up. Yeah, that's that's like, you know, leaving out a syringe and some powder for a heroin addict. Exactly. You know, it's just we're you're enabling him. Oh man. So, we yeah. we've been doing such terrible We're bad people. I feel so You're I feel so dirty. People. I feel very I'm dirty too. right now. I feel unsoured and unbaked. <laughs> <laughs> So, and then, you know, and then we leave stuff like a thank you letter, home scribbled card from little Chauncey. Man, he doesn't have time to read all that. No. He's got, uh, yeah. oh, How he's got a lot of places. How many pockets do you think he has? Yeah. You know, they're overflowing with these stupid fucking cards that he's never going to look at. He and he's got to take them with him or little, little Chauncey thinks he was in ignored. He's over the ocean and just fucking drops them all. Yeah. You know, he's like, fuck you, Chauncey. Maybe fuck just, you, Billy. Maybe he just throws him, him in the fireplace of the next house. You guys are going to get what I fucking give you. <laughs> you want a puppy? Here's your fucking puppy. Yeah. And candy canes? <laughs> Can we give him a candy cane? Yeah, you know what? I what, are we making He's fun like, of his I'm, physical I'm disability by giving him a cane? Exactly. Uh. But, you know, back to puppies, I, I kind of missed it there because I was going off on candy canes. Yeah. He's not going to bring a live puppy and fucking give it to you, okay? Yeah, it would the freeze to death up there. The puppy's going to shit everywhere. It's yep. got to be in a sack. He's got to reach in there. The puppy's probably going to bite him because he's scared to death. He's in a sack. Next to all these other gifts. And Probably he's got like ten or 15,000 puppies in that bag, along with kittens and yeah, ducks yeah, and bunnies. And they're just going to eat each other. Yeah, yeah, so he can't do that. So fuck your letter for your little fucking... You know what? If your parents don't get it, you're not going to fucking get it, little Billy, little Chauncey. You're a selfish little prick anyhow. Wave your what little you tiny fists Santa? in the air. Yeah. What are you going to do for Santa? Your parents are basically giving you fucking hush money anyhow. It's like, here's your fucking puppy. Shut up for a year. So, yeah. yeah hush puppy. Here's your hush puppy. Now leave me the fuck alone, you little son of a bitch. I only wanted a blowjob anyway, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking bitch told me she was on the pill. That's Daddy, my... what's the pill? You'll find out later because it's going to happen to you too. Yeah. Someday. It's like when the kid goes to his parents and says, Daddy, did you want a boy or a girl? And he says, actually, I just wanted a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there are a lot of people walking around today that should have been just a blowjob. Yeah, yep, yep. 
Well, there's this uh, there's this older guy I used to know, and he used to look me dead in the eye. He lived down the road growing up. Mark? Yeah. He's on his porch. What? You really want to be truly happy in life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. I haven't really thought about that much. You know, I'm mowing lawns and playing fucking Pac-Man. I, I don't know what to tell you. Know? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never get married. Never fall in love. Wow. Oh, okay. Every day he'd tell me that. Mm-hmm. And no, he didn't have a wife. And no, he always sat on his fucking front porch. So, <laughs> so anyhow, candy but, canes. you know, your mileage may vary. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Okay. Candy canes. Let's go to candy canes. Nobody fucking likes candy canes. That, that garbage is the candy corn of the Christmas season. Yeah, people give, you give them to someone and they say, oh, thanks, and throw it away as soon as they can. Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, this is so cool, you're neat. Mm-hmm. And they go, fuck that guy, and fuck that candy cane. Yeah. Imagine being part of that industry that you make something knowing fully well that it's just going to be thrown away unused. Well, like, how about the Santa <laughs> at, the, at, at, at where, we had, uh, where we had dinner at last night? Yep, yep. Give away little candy canes. What'd you do with it? You didn't take it home, did you? It's probably had acid on it. Oh, probably did. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he had a boner, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what he was hanging the candy canes on. He was. He's like, yeah. hey, you want one? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> They're very small candy canes, so I feel bad for them. Yeah. 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 But he was in there hugging on some of those waitresses, too. Yeah, I so. noticed that. Yeah, he got he did yeah. not miss a, a chance to hug on the young 20-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. He was Santa, so he could do that. Glad he didn't come over and try to grab my wife. No, nope, nope, he knew. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I'll just I'll stay over here with the young 20-year-olds. <laughs> so here's what Santa really needs, people. Now, listen, this is what we do here. We give. So listen up. And our crack staff, our plumber's crack staff, yeah, has been worked, working very hard we don't on do, this. Uh, we don't do the drug crack anymore because that backfired on us. Yeah, you just couldn't get any work out of them. Oh, God, no. They and were just they like, were, you know, Ebola And we switched to meth, and they kept rearranging everything in the studio. Yeah. Just and then their jaw jizzling drove me nuts. Yeah, all they wanted to do was home. Yeah, that's it. Dumped each other's leg and jaw jizzle and rearrange shit in the studio. <laughs> so we had to go to plumber's crack. Yeah. So that's where we're at now. But, I mean, it takes them a long time, but at least they get some work done. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't smell so good and in there. And we see a but... lot of ass crack. Yeah. But, you know, hey, that's, you know, we had to make the switch. And you know what's fun is going in with a bag of wasabi peas. Try to throw a little wasabi pea oh, into yeah, that ass yeah. crack. Once it starts to dissolve, they're like, damn, my ass is burning. I get those little, those, um, <laughs> those little tissue paper bangers. Oh, like, yeah. Uh-huh. They just smack them in their ass crack. See, yep. like half of them pop, half of them just kind of like settle in. You pour a little bit of the pop rocks down there. Oh, that would work, too. Next yeah. time they rip one, it's gonna, they're all going to start well, popping. i got a vial of sulfuric acid. I'm going to try that next time. <laughs> I'm just going to take a little sulfuric acid just like pour it right down the ass crack and see what happens. That's going to stink. Oh, yeah. That's going to be some wide open Either ass. Either that or we slice their, uh, we take like a piece of metal that's jagged. Scratch their ass crack up really good and then throw iodine on mm, Or thiolate or, or curacrone. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're, they're doing good work for us. You know what? We're, okay. We yeah, shouldn't yeah. pick on them yet until they start Santa really up. needs, and our okay. crack staff plumber's crack came up with this. Okay. Great what does Santa really need? A bottle of Jack or even vodka. Yeah, keep him warm in the sleigh. Yeah, keep yeah. him warm and he's keep him jolly. Him. Yeah, keep him jolly. Yeah. Thin the blood a little bit. Farts. Oh, yeah. You know what those reindeers like? Oh. that gets away from one and yeah. you know, probably smacks him on the head. 
And if he's got that thick diabetic blood, then the alcohol would be a good blood thinner for him. Yes, it would, yeah. Uh, lessen the chance of stroke. Yes, yeah. Because of all the cookies and milk you're fucking giving him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. uh, number two would be toilet paper. I guarantee oh, you yeah. he has to take a dump somewhere around the globe. Think about it. He goes all around the globe, right, in 24 yeah. hours. That guy has got to somewhere. He can't use the bathroom in the house because what if the kid walks in and sees Santa Claus, you know? So, yeah. so he's got to stop somewhere. wondering about that mystery yeah. flash in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> so think about it. There he is in the middle of nowhere on a gravel road in the middle of Kansas taking a dump because nobody's out there. Behind a tree, behind probably. A tree. Yeah. Probably not even behind a tree in the middle of Kansas. Oh, well, yeah. Nobody's yeah. around. So, and then all of a sudden he realizes he doesn't have toilet paper. Think he's got to use a little chunks of gift. Yeah, I was going to say he's going to use Rudolph's tail, <laughs> or he's going to use your puppy. <laughs> <laughs> then he kicks a little bastard out in the middle of nowhere because he stinks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so toilet yeah, paper is a good one for Santa. Toilet paper is a great one. Yeah. Okay, a fire extinguisher. What if some fucktard leaves a log smoldering? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, he's coming down there. He's going to need something to kind of like, you know, suppress yeah. the, the cinders. Yeah. Right? He, he probably brings a respirator on his own, as he knows. But, well, yeah. Tea is fat ass is getting charred here and there. Yeah, a little burn ointment, maybe. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so, I mean, it'd probably be great to get him one of those little ones. You know the new ones that they have that look like a big spray can? Yeah. Yeah, just have him like. Yeah. Yeah, they jump in it, and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. At least help some. And that could be part of like a whole, you know, first aid kit for them. You know, burn, yeah. burn ointments and yeah. bandages and yeah. things. Yeah, so I think that's a great idea. And How about it, uh, more fiber or metamucil? Yeah. He's eating, he's eating all this fucking fudge and all that stuff. Oh, that's going to stop him up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's going to need something yeah. to help him fucking shit. Yeah. In the middle of Kansas. Yeah. Well, his wife and his ass with Fluffy. Or, you know, one of those houses that leaves the fire burning and sets them on fire. It'll just take shit under your tree. That's true. But. I hope so. <laughs> and then you're going to wake up and kick the big dog that you already have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor dog. Um, a trash can for kale disposal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because you know that he probably runs into kale here and there on the counter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so a, a large trash can. And you can just throw it in there and then, like, close it and fasten it. Well, you know what they say, when you go somewhere, when you leave, take trash out with you. Yeah, yeah. So when he goes to a house, he takes the trash out with him, which is any kale on the yeah, premises, that would be the first which thing, counts as trash. Because that is trash. Yeah. It's, kale, yeah. Yes. yeah. it's not even a real plant. It's just plastic. It's plastic, I know. Yeah. It's probably toxic waste plastic from China that's been marketed to us. Yes, I bet it has been. And they're over is. there laughing. Yeah. yeah, we get kale. Get those stupid Americans eating poison. Yeah, yeah. They think it's from the ocean. <laughs> so, um, so, all right, next thing you can do for him is nudes of your wife or your neighbor's wife. Whichever you can oh, get yeah. first. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen Mrs. Claus? Mm, they generally portray her as less than attractive. Yes. <laughs> I'll just say so it that give way. Give a man a solid and give him, yeah. you know, give him a little bump. It doesn't even have to be your wife. It can be the neighbor's wife. Yeah. Yeah, or just someone that you happen to see, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's a chick bending over a tight skirt or something. Snap a picture. Send, you know, 
maybe Santa Claus is bisexual. We should probably include male you know dudes what? in there too. The new age stuff. We probably should. We probably, you know, that way he can choose. You know, we don't yeah, want to. You know. We don't want to just presume. You or know, maybe he'll figure it out by looking at it. I'll go. You know, I didn't think I was, but looking at this guy here. Yeah. Maybe I am. Maybe I. Maybe I do go that way sometimes. Wow, gay Santa. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's not a new concept. I mean, there have been gay Santas all over the gay community for centuries. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but I mean, we're not supposed to know that. No, that's no, that was re relatively later on, and it's because of a lot of different reasons. Yeah, um, yeah. the frogs are all turning gay and all that. So, yeah, yeah. So, anyhow, a large plexiglass windshield for any reindeer accidents. Ooh, Think about that. Yeah, he's up there just flying with a sleigh, no protection. What if a reindeer has a little bit of problems? Hey, let's get him like the front fairing for like a Harley. Cruiser or, or Harley tour bike. Yeah, it's yeah. got the headlights and the windshield and the big handlebars, yeah, radio we, built in. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I, yeah, we should get them on those big touring bike front fairings yeah. to help. Yeah, snowflakes, bugs, reindeer poop. We can get them like MP3s of old KY air checks and yeah. songs and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and of course, all of our episodes. Oh well, yeah, that goes without saying. Yeah, I'm sure Santa listens to all our episodes. Oh, he anyway. does. He does. Yeah. We are firmly on this naughty list. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not getting a visit from him, so already, he already told me. No, no, no. Yeah. We've been naughty enough for the next 10 years. So. Uh, well, yeah, he's, he's never come to mind. That's no, all. no. He doesn't trust us. No. Sorry, that was my chair. Oh, that's, yeah, that's okay. Deal with all the other noises around here, right? Yeah. <laughs> a bag of purple, purple, and a dugout for easy sleeping. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, a little dugout. He can have like a couple little fucking the jots in there. Yeah, because you know he can make a uh, you know a, you turn an apple into something to smoke out of. But yeah, you know, let's just, just give him some dugout with a little yeah. cigarette like little holder. He can like bang bang. Yeah, fucking tope one up real quick. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe leaving some edibles. You know, maybe yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, uh, that's maybe it. we can get him some gummies with uh, red dye number two. Yeah. You know, the other day at the dispensary, they said they were getting in some uh, gummies that were a thousand milligrams. Ooh. Now, to put that in perspective, your your average marijuana edible taker, mm -hmm. um, ten gram milligrams is more than enough. Oh God, yeah, that's so this to wipe is, your mind. and this is a hundred times that. In a single serving. What do they want to do? Just wipe someone's mind completely away? I think it's for people like Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson that have such a high tolerance that they got to smoke a pound and a half of weed before they feel high. You're probably right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like an alcoholic doesn't feel drunk until like the sixth or seventh beer. <laughs> thousand milligram gummies. Damn, you could poison a whole party of people with one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Just stir it into the punch. <laughs> Who serves punch anymore? What am I talking about? Uh. Okay. Uh, well, that's pretty much everything that I had. Now okay. I'm trying to decipher some of the stuff I did. Tom Brady said some kind of weird stuff about the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I'd heard that the Bengals and Brady were talking back and forth to each other and about each other. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to look for the quote that he said exactly. He said something to the effect of like they had a they have a 
good defense or an all right one or something like that. Oh, yeah, but Brady played off the loss as we gave them the game because we kept giving them the football, which yes. is disrespect to yes. the Bengals. It's like, no, we earned that win. But Brady's saying, nah, you only won because we screwed up. So, yeah, that's that's a slap in the face. Oh, he said they're a fairly tough defense. Fairly tough. Yeah. Okay, wow. Damning with faint praise. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So the Cincinnati Bengals uh, were at 10 on handling uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback, his first loss in said situation after the Bucs opened up a 17-0 lead against the defending AFC champions, only to see Cincinnati run off 34 consecutive points before a garbage-time touchdown from Tampa Bay in the fourth quarter. And I watched that game. I oh, saw the end of yeah, it. Yeah, and it was a garbage touchdown. Yeah. He didn't care. The game was won, and he just yeah. tosses one in there because he's Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Hey, look at here. I'm going to get one more on the highlight. Because he already had two interceptions and two touchdowns. He wanted to have more touchdowns and interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> he yes. finished with three TDs, two interceptions. Yep. Yeah, that's funny. That's, I, I, that's another thing that keeps showing up on my Facebook feed is all of these uh, feeds that are just – Super sympathetic to Tom Brady. Oh, oh I know. Tom I, it drives, it drives oh, me nuts. I got that too, and I think it's because we talk about him a lot on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, and they just presume we're fans of his. Yeah. Who do you think's paying for that? Probably the New England Patri- uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, they want a softer, gentler, gentler people like him. Yeah. 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 So um, he. Oh, so anyhow, the Bengals quarterback Eli Apple instead of Tom Brady, he was fairly okay, but not good enough to win. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> Turn it around on. I, that was pretty good. Comeback. <laughs> Brady, like, the that asshole. was they had that up there. You know, they had that up there when he said that. Mm-hmm. Linebacker Jermaine Pratt expanded on that by throwing out more shade in the direction of all-time great quarterback. We got hot. Pratt said, being Paul Demmer the athletic. We are a fairly tough defense. You know, fairly tough. I think we are tough as nails to get four turnovers on four possessions. <laughs> Those four consecutive rating turnovers led to 21 points from Cincinnati turning a 17-6 deficit into a 27-17 lead. That was pretty much all she wrote, leading to further speculation that terrific Tom Terrific just doesn't have it anymore at age 45. He's also showing himself to be kind of a dick. Exactly. You know? Exactly. That's, That's what a he's dick doing. Move the shine is already that. off of him. Yeah. Because of, you know, him doing that to Giselle, his ex or soon to be ex wife. They are divorced. And it's oh, final. okay. Yeah. They are. Yeah. He lied to him. And he said, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to stop mm-hmm. playing this year and you can do your career. And then he takes it back. Ever since then, people have been kind of viewing him differently. And now it's getting to where people are just like flat out just cranking out on him. Well, as weird, <coughs> excuse me, not the bug, <coughs> as, as weird as Aaron. Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the deuce bags. <laughs> oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh, jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. <sighs> Man, that smells. 